Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. Das ist die Preview-Show. I'm Manu Feit. Das ist Stefan Berenkowski. Und Stefan, we're doing this in association with Get German Football News. So check out that site. Um, wanted to get that in as quickly as possible because we've been uh, forgetful about mentioning our partners who are so kind of, um, you know, spreading the word about this podcast. But with that out of the way, Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, very, very well. Um, get the podcast sponsors in first, Stefan in second. That's the priorities <laughs> on the show, as always. Um, no, I'm doing very well. Uh, this weekend's football looks really interesting, actually. There's some real doozies in there, actually. I think mm-hmm. it kind of feels like last week we had like the top half versus the bottom half, and now this week we've got the top half all playing each other and the bottom half all playing each other. So... There's like five or six games here that I just could not. Well, I, I did, but I really struggled to kind of pick a winner from them, uh, or even just predict the results. To be honest, so yeah, it should lead to some really interesting football this weekend. No, I think so too. I'm actually really excited, and um, you know, it's not just good football in the first division, but also in the second division. We'll, we'll probably get to that first because usually we don't do anything on the um, on the Bundesliga two. Um, just because we don't have a ton of time. Having said that, we've written quite a bit about it this year, so um, there is that. Um, but yeah, the Bundesliga looks just fantastic, and you know, um, there's some really big matches with implications on both sides of the table. So, Stefan, we should probably jump right into it um, after this break. This episode of the Gig Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games to conference championship right through the Final Four and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to sign up and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So yeah, as I said, um, Stefan, this is unusual. We usually don't do this. But I kind of feel we have to this week. Um, there is a massive game in the second division on Friday. Massive. Mm. Uh, in terms of history, but also in terms of what it means for the standings. And that is, of course, the Hamburg derby. So mm. I feel like we need to get that in before we talk about the big fr- big Friday game in Bundesliga, which actually is also quite a big game, which is also a derby in some ways. But we'll get to that in a moment. But Haas against St. Pauli. Um, if you listen to this early enough, you'll be able to <laughs> get our thoughts in on that. Stefan, 
das ist ein Must-Win-Game für HSV, wo es sitting third in the second division table, behind Darmstadt und Heidenheim, and I've written about Heidenheim earlier uh, this month, right? Um, six points ahead of Fortuna Düsseldorf, six points ahead of St. Pauli, and if St. Pauli want to have any promotion hopes, they need to win this game too. This is just such a big fixture, and uh, we have colleagues going to this game. Um, we, we, we both work for a Hamburg-based office that is quite divided in their loyalty. Um, mm. We are neutral, but I think we both kind of want HSV back in the Bundesliga. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hamburg's such a crazy town. Um, yeah. Specifically the St. Pauli end of it, which I've spent some time <laughs> in. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be such an interesting game. I'm just kind of I don't know. It's just I'm just so kind of bored of Hamburg being crap. Do you know that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm just echoing um, how Hamburg fans feel, but you just kind of watch, and specifically, it's always this time of year when um, they they start to slip up and they find banana skin after banana skin. Um, and like you said, our good colleague Daniel's a big Hamburg fan, and every every Monday morning I come into work, and it's always. Oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. You know, <laughs> just having to console him. Um, but yeah, no. And I, but I guess the kind of silver lining to that is it makes for some great kind of entertainment in this five Bundesliga, especially mm-hmm. if, if you're a St. Pauli fan. And uh, it should be a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's um, all televised in both the United States and Canada. I'm not sure what the status is in the UK, Stefan, but. Um... I know that both those teams have a huge following in the United Kingdom. Um, HSV have, I believe, a close connection to Rangers, right? Um, mm. And St. Pauli have a close connection to Celtic. And I think the rumor is that one of the, I think Celtic has started a fan friendship with uh, St. Pauli. So Rangers fans basically just got on the HSV bandwagon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less. It also helps that Hamburg have the same kind of color code as Rangers as well. So yeah, it works quite well. And both are massive port towns. I think there is that. I think there's, I lived in, in the Netherlands for a year. I went to school there and HSV were actually one of the biggest clubs there, surprisingly. Um, again, I mm-hmm. guess because it's that Hanseatic connection but you know what i mean this is going to feel like a bundesliga feature actually the match last week against kaiserslautern which they the fans dubbed the traditionsspiel right um at the betzenberg fully sold out that was incredible as well so park some time on friday if you have it and watch this match um i think it's going to be an incredible exciting fixture and you know what a really good appetizer for what's going to happen in the Bundesliga, I think, Stefan. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely watch if you can. I've, I was just checking there, and unfortunately, I don't think it is on UK TV. Um, mm. What what surprise. Um, but yeah, I'm hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, more often than not, Sky Sports don't tell anyone, and then they just kind of throw the streams up live on YouTube yeah. with, without any prior warning, so maybe we might get to see it on that, but mm. if not, I'm sure people will find means to watch it if they really yeah. want to, which there is a will, there's a way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we, we covered our bases with that. Um, I don't, do we want to do a prediction real quick on this one without holding us to it? You can if you want. I'm not going anywhere near it. No, me neither. <laughs> um, just watch it, enjoy it, enjoy it for what it is. It's, it's going to be a spectacle. 
And hopefully we're going to see a Hamburg-based club back in the Bundesliga soon. Um, okay, so here we go. Bundesliga, actually, the Bundesliga kicks off on Friday with another derby. And people looking at the schedule will say, what? Um, that's because Augsburg, like Stuttgart, is Swabian. Um, of course, Augsburg are being the Bavarian Swabians and Stuttgart being the Swabians from Baden-Württemberg. Yet it is a derby. The two cities actually not that far from away from one another either. Mm. Um but this is actually a game also with huge implications on the table, right? Um, Augsburg slowly but surely being pulled into this relegation race. And Stefan, I think that Stuttgart are going to put, actually going to drag Augsburg fully into it. Um, I went for a 3-1 Stuttgart win here because I think Sebastian Hoeneß, his start at the club has been impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I actually brought my newsletter on uh, when is the start at Stuttgart and how impressed I've been um, and you know you can kind of look at the way he's changed the tactics but I think also just fundamentally the squad just seems to be completely galvanised or re-galvanised by him um, he's done everything that Labadia couldn't what a surprise there um, who could have predicted that and yeah I think you know, Stuttgart just, and as I kind of said in my newsletter, the sky's the limit for this team under Hone is. Um, and I think really interestingly, they've actually got a decent run in, starting with Augsburg. And, you know, we've been kind of waiting to see if Augsburg were going to really do anything this season. They haven't really managed to for the most part. Um, they've kind of done just about enough to kind of stay above the drop, but they've now lost two games on the bounce. Um, and I think this might be further anguish. So I've gone for a 2-1 win for Stuttgart. Mm, yeah, either way, um, huge relegation implications. That would, of course, get Stuttgart within two points of Augsburg. Um, so that's going to be fascinating. Um, two points between two clubs. Um, that's also at the top of the table, Bayern and Dortmund. Um, Stefan, that's the next game on our list here. Mainz hosting Bayern. Um, and this is a Mainz side that in recent weeks, has been pretty impressive. Um, you know, unbeaten in the last five games, okay, there's only one win in there. But, you know, there's also a little bit of a history in in this game that Mainz have been a bit of a, a stumbling stone. And I'm curious what you think, but I I went for a 1-1 draw here. I was so tempted to give Mainz the um, benefit of doubt for this game. Because as you said, they have been really impressive over the last ten games. Actually, they've only dropped or they've only picked up three fewer points in Bayern Munich. So that really goes to show how impressive Bo Svensson's side have been. Uh, this is such a Bo Svensson situation where yeah. I mean, it feels like we've been going through this for the last two or three seasons where they just kind of seem to be so hot and cold. Uh, and as I've kind of said on the show before, I actually interviewed them at the start of the season for the newsletter, and I actually asked them about the club's remarkable kind of Jekyll and Hyde form. Mm-hmm. And he basically had he had no explanation for it. He tried to chalk <laughs> up to COVID and fans either returning or not being in the stand, but he just can't couldn't explain it. But he's a really impressive young coach. Um and yeah, mine seem to be absolutely flying right now and kind of knocking on the door for that sixth sixth place finish. Um having said all that, um their home form hasn't been particularly great this season. They are actually far better away from home, as far as I can tell. Um, at Bayern Munich do seem to be better in the roads and you know I, I did kind of I mean we talked about this a lot in the reaction show um, mm-hmm. but 
I actually didn't think Bayern were particularly bad in this game. My only issue is that I just feel like they really are struggling to score goals right now. Yeah. Um, so I've gone for a very slender 1-0 win for Bayern Munich. Whether that be, you know, a delict 60-yard shot or, you know, Benjamin Pavard somehow continuing his impressive run of goal scoring at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Bayern will win this. I don't think it'll be an easy one, but I think they will win it. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. I, I want to make sure that no one accuses me of always going for first with my predictions. So I'm going to let you do TSG Hoffenheim against Köln, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think this one's going to be pretty straightforward, to be honest with you. I've been really impressed with Hoffenheim uh, in recent weeks. Um, much like um, Stuttgart, they managed to turn things around in quite bizarre fashion. We've got two clubs now at the bottom of the table who are now doing tremendously well with new head coaches who were at the other co- at the other club. So, you know, like, obviously, Hodes was at Hoffenheim, Matarazzo was at Stuttgart, and they've both left under kind of clouds of poor form or in, in the sense of Hodes, still not entirely sure what went on there because he finished the season very well and still left. But they've both ended up at other bottom-half clubs and are continuing to do well, and that's the same with Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. Um, took a point off Bayern. Um, last week, and I actually fully expect them to kind of do a pretty decent job on Cologne this weekend. So I thought this was actually one of the more easier, probably perhaps the easiest game to predict, which obviously goes to show that it probably won't end up working out that way, but I've gone for a 2-0 win for Hoffenheim. Mm. I went for a 3-1 win for Hoffenheim. So (laughs) it seems like we're pretty much in agreement here. Um, Köln are obviously also in this mushy middle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if they're in danger or not, but also a club that has to look a little bit over the shoulder and maybe pick up some points in the next little while. Um, yeah, if they if they really want to pull them out securely out of the relegation battle, um, fully in the relegation battle is still is Bochum and Stefan. I'm gonna let you go here first again uh, because Bochum Wolfsburg is the next fixture here. Hmm. So. This one was a little more difficult to predict just because I watched Wolfsburg play last yeah. weekend and, you know, they, they they took a pretty decent point off a Leverkusen team that had been really flying recently. And um, my main takeaway from the game was that um, Leverkusen were just absolutely dreadful until Florian Wurz came on, really. Mm. Um and I felt like Wolfsburg kind of got away with one in this game simply because of that, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and I feel like if Furtz had started the game, I think he was probably dropped because of the Europa League football. Yeah. Um, if he'd started that game, I think it would have been a different story uh, because I haven't really been entirely impressed with Wolfsburg recently. Um, and they're coming up against a Bochum side who one way or another seem to be kind of clawing out clawing away points and picking up points when they have to. Um, you know, they obviously beat Leipzig recently at home uh, and I think they beat Hoffenheim before they obviously brought... Well, actually, I think maybe Matarazzo was still in charge at that point, but before they kind of turned around their form. So I'm actually going to maybe stick my neck out here and say that I think Bochum's going to win this game uh, and I've gone for a 2-1 win. Hmm. Yeah, I went for 1-1 draw, um, but I echo pretty much everything that you're saying about this. I think Bochum has been very impressive at times during this relegation fight. Um, 
they seem to get the points that they need at the right time. And they're actually going into this game with almost an identical record over the last five matches, which is also interesting. But yeah, I just feel that um, Bochum are going to get something out of this. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, fascinating fixture. This next one is going to be really interesting too, Stefan. Uh, Hertha against Werder. Um, this is a two teams that desperately need points. Hertha more so than Werder, of course, because... You know, Hertha um, are now last in the Bundesliga standings. Werder Bremen are sitting in this mushy middle as well. But, you know, at some point they need three points to just walk out, completely clear themselves from this relegation battle. Um, I wrote about Paul Dardai coming in and, um, you know, sort of the thesis that his appointment is essentially a attempt to make Hertha Berlin boring again. And what I mean by that, to just make the return them to being just a stable middle-class club before you can actually putting one step before the second, right? Sort mm. of the sort of idea here. Um, and I feel that there's going to be a new manager bounce under Paul Dardai. And I think that he's going to somehow cave out a 1-0 win over Werder. Mm. So, sorry, can you just repeat that? What did you think the result's going to be? 1-0. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100 miles away from what you're saying there. I mean, Werder Bremen have been pretty poor recently. And I actually thought, despite the fact that they sacked their head coach after it, and the results suggest very differently, but I actually didn't think Hertha were all that bad against mm-hmm. Schalke. You know, it finished 5-2, but I, caught it, I thought it could have finished 3-3, to be perfectly honest with you. Schalke were just really um, decisive in picking up two early goals and or one early goal in each half. Uh, and they were really just gut punches to Hertha in both situations. So I, I, I could, I can certainly see um, if, like there's, it doesn't feel to me like there's a huge amount of work that has to be done to turn Hertha around. Um, having said that, I do think Bremen still have something to offer in this game. So I've gone for a one-one draw, which perhaps doesn't help either side. But mm. yeah, it's how I feel about the game, to be honest. Mm, interesting. All right, we'll see. Um, that's, of course, a huge fixture with huge implications, right? There so is this next one. Um, and this is the top spiel, uh, the Saturday top spiel between Borussia Dortmund and Eintracht Frankfurt. This is also my match of the week. Um, I, you know, for many reasons, I think for Borussia Dortmund, this is the a must win game. This is a game where they have to show that. They learned their lessons from the Stuttgart result. I think also that, you know, with everything that was said by Eden Terzic and the Borussia Dortmund bosses throughout the week, um, they now have to turn their words into actions, right? Um, They're saying that, essentially saying that they still believe in winning the Bundesliga title, which is refreshing and new coming out of the Borussia Dortmund camp. Um, And I think that in Eintracht Frankfurt, they they might be just facing the right side to show that they, they mean business um, because Eintracht Frankfurt, of course, has struggled in recent weeks. They're going into this fixture as well with you know Oliver Glasner essentially saying that um, their club is struggling with mentality at the moment and that they're having issues um, replacing scoring goals when Kulumwani isn't scoring, right? So... Mm. I think this is going to be a very fascinating match and it could in some ways determine where this title race is going to go with just six matches left, five matches after this match day, right? And I went for a very narrow Borussia Dortmund win here, a 2-1 win. Um, and I think if they pull this off, I think the title race 
is going to get really interesting over the last five matches. Mm. Yeah, because you've obviously got Bayern to drop points in this mm. weekend, don't you? Um, I mean, I actually agree with you. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Dortmund in this game um, simply because, you know, I, I, I'm expecting some sort of a kind of reaction from what happened last weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, Dortmund do have a number of players back. I think I read correctly that Niklas Sula is set to return. Mm-hmm. Um, Schlotter back too. Yeah. So, and I think despite everything, Dortmund, um, you know, we talk about how they have this weak mentality and stuff. They have been rather formidable at home. Um, Eden Terzic has made such a big deal about kind of rebuilding that kind of siege mentality at the Westfalen Stadion that, um, that obviously Klopp had. Uh, I think that's something that Terzic is very passionate about. And you can understand why, because the backbone of this kind of unexpected title challenge has been their home form. Um, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they're still top of the league, actually, when it comes to points picked up at home. Mm. They've actually picked up two more points than Bayern at home and have a game in hand. So, you know, they could actually end up finishing the season having picked up five more points from, from their home games than Bayern have done. So that probably goes some way to explaining maybe why this title challenge has happened um, to date. So, you know, Frankfurt on their day, perfectly capable of beating Dortmund, perfectly capable of kind of causing upset. But recently, um, they've really struggled, particularly at home, four defeats from five. So um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think it's a great top spiel, but I've gone for a 2-1 win for Dortmund. Hmm. Yeah, so we're pretty much in agreement here. All right, that gets us into the Sunday fixtures. And that one starts off with a really big one as well. Um, Top versus bottom. Um, Freiburg versus Schalke, right? Freiburg still sitting in fifth place, one point behind um, Leipzig. Schalke, of course, with the big win against Hertha um, that pulled them off the bottom of the table. Um, This is in some ways, I think for Freiburg, you know, this this might sound harsh, but every every game now is kind of like a bonus, right? If they reach Europe, that's great. If not, then that's not the end of the world. But for Schalke, this is a huge game. I just don't know if they have the quality to win in the Breisgau, Stefan. Um, so I went for a 1-1 draw here. Yeah, I've actually been a little less optimistic for Schalke in this sense um, mm. I, I do kind of feel like Schalke are capable of picking up big results like they did last weekend but I still walked away from that game game feeling like there's a, still a huge amount of issues with Schalke, mm. defensively they're quite open, uh, Hertha certainly could have scored more goals and even kind of the nature of Schalke's goals were quite fortunate, particularly that first one uh, where I can't remember who it was that scored it um, but he kind of bumbled through her- two Hertha players and then just kind of hit the ball and hope and it just happened to go top corner so it felt like a game in which everything just kind of fell for Schalke and I think against a much better Freiburg side um, who have not only been impressive this season but particularly or have been particularly ruthless in these games against the teams in the bottom half of the table uh, I think Freiburg should have more than enough about them so I've gone for a 1-0 win for Christian Strike's side Interesting um, this next one, also actually, I think this is going to be the other most interesting game on this on this weekend. Um, and that's Leverkusen against Leipzig. And Stefan, that's your top spiel. Mm, yeah, so 
I mean, I think this game kind of speaks for itself to a large extent. We're talking about two of the most talented squads in the division, um, two teams that love to attack, and two teams that have actually managed to kind of turn around what was a real blip in form uh, and seem to be finishing the season on a high. You know, Leipzig, um, I didn't actually watch their game, but I kind of watched the, the scores come in and... At first, it looked like it was going to be another kind of tricky game against Augsburg, and then Timo Werner just seemed to turn it on in style. Um, he was picking up two goals and an assist, and has actually really low-key had a really tremendous season for Leipzig. I feel like that's kind of gone under the radar quite mm. a lot, actually, considering everything that's kind of been happening in the Bundesliga this season. Um, and he actually, after the game, kind of came out with this kind of rallying call, saying that Leipzig should have been doing better and should have been in amongst the... Dortmund and Bayern for the title this season. I don't I don't think he's particularly wrong, to be honest with you. But you then compare that to Leverkusen, who have had a really impressive turn in form uh, over the last 10 games, only Dortmund and Bayern have picked up more points. And I would be inclined to kind of give this one to Leverkusen, but I feel like last weekend against Wolfsburg, they looked really tired after that Europa League game. And I feel like mm. we're actually recording this just before uh, their clash uh, on Thursday night, so I can't tell you how they did in that game. Um, but if it's anything to go by, if, it, if last week was anything to go by, it feels as though this Europa League, Europa League campaign is beginning to take a little out of them, as we saw with Frankfurt last season, to the extent that you know Alonso kind of was resting a few star players mm-hmm. before and after these games. So I think this is actually going to end as a draw, but I think it'll be a 2 2 draw. So I think it's going to be a really fascinating game, a really fantastic game, but. I think they'll probably end up having to share points. I'm laughing because that's the result I went for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Leverkusen are going to approach this game, depending on how the game uh, against Union Saint-Gilon and in the Europa League, right? Mm. Um, And, you know, you're right. We're recording this this before this game because both of us want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um is starting in that game, right? And it's a front line of Wirtz, Losek and Yabi. Um and then you know Frimpong is also in this. It's like it's the best eleven. There's no players rested. And I think much on this result and the approach of this game will depend on how this Europa League fixture ends. Because like if Leverkusen goes through, um I think that their focus will be on the Europa League. You know, the implications of winning that trophy are too massive to ignore. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, you know, I, I would, everything that we've said, I take the Europa League match into account. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to tell people. Without, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to date the show by, you know, um, talking about the Europa League, but I think people need to keep the Europa League fixture in mind uh, when, they, when they look at this fa- fixture. Um, all right, that gets us to the final game. That's Gladbach against Union Berlin, which actually I think is actually a really interesting match as well, um, Stefan. You know, and it's a really good way of ending the um, the Bundesliga match day. Um, this is two teams that have been hot and cold recently. Um, mm. Gladbach at home against Union. Um, what are your thoughts here for how this is going to end? Yeah, so, I mean, I think if you'd asked me a few weeks ago, I would have kind of said this looks like a game that Union Berlin really should be winning. But they've struggled on the road recently. Uh, they lost to Bayern, drew with Wolfsburg, and then lost to Dortmund as well. And in contrast, Gladbach have somewhat kind of got their act together. 
Uh, not to the extent that they're kind of flying up the table, but they've kind of managed to kind of maybe stop the rot, if we could use that expression, in the sense that, you know, they're grinding out draws, maybe not against the best teams, but they got, you know, they've got a decent point against Frankfurt before that. Uh, they beat Wolfsburg. And, you know, I kind of said on the show maybe a couple of weeks ago that Gladbach were now at a point where they had very little left to play for and the kind of incentive and the drive in that team might just get completely sucked out of it. But... Mm-hmm kind of been quietly impressed with the way they've kind of managed to keep kind of grinding at results. And if you actually look at Gladbach's home form this season at Borussia Park, they've actually been quite good. They're actually sixth in the table for points one at home. Uh, and in contrast, Union Berlin are seventh for their away form. And it really wouldn't surprise me if Gladbach actually caused a bit of an upset here. So I've actually gone for a 2-1 win for Gladbach. Hmm. Yeah, I went for something similar, but... Um... I think that these two teams are going to, you know, um, equalize each other. So I went for a one-one draw. Um, you know, I I I fully agree with most of what you're saying here. Um, I think the the Union Berlin. I think they have to watch out a little bit that they're not dropping out of that top four now, um, with the results that they were having. And we've seen that in the in the Hinunda as well, right? Where they ran out a little bit of steam and then they had the World Cup to kind of rest and heal and sort mm-hmm. of take another run at it. But I think the 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 energy level is dropping off a little bit. And you have teams like Leipzig and even Leverkusen, you know, mm-hmm. yes, they're still quite a long ways off. And maybe they're just going to run out of uh, runway here um, yeah. to make up the gap. If you, if you look at the, the Bundesliga form over the last like two months, Union Berlin are actually sixth in the table. Yeah. So, you know, they have kind of dropped off a bit. There's no doubt about it. And yeah. I mean, they. Sh- I think. I think there's a perfectly good chance that they'll take points from this game. But I don't know. There's yeah. something that makes me think that Gladbach will will be a real thorn in their side. I think the the thing that could rescue Union here is maybe that other teams are just going to run out of games to catch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, totally. Um, it's it's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Um, maybe before we wrap this up, Stefan, um, because this is something that's developing while we're recording. Um, and usually we just, this, we leave this newsy stuff. And this is something, of course, that we're going to discuss maybe in more detail on Monday when we have more stuff. Keeping an eye on the Oliver Kahn story. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, he might be gone by the time the show comes out. Um, yeah. It's interesting. We'll have to kind of see what happens. Heiner has kind of gave him the vote of confidence and said it's not happening. But of course, that's exactly mm-hmm. what he said before Nagelsmann got sacked. And I think someone pointed out in my mentions today on Twitter that he also said something similar just before they sold Lewandowski. So <laughs> yeah. um, I would take what he says publicly uh, with a pinch of salt, shall we say. Yeah, there's very conflicting reports. Uh, Jan Agafjortoft, of course, Um the first to come out with a series of tweets on this. Um, then Florian Plattenberg kind of negating it. Uh, Carrie Howe, who I think is uh, very well connected. And these are things that I've heard as well, saying that there is a, the climate at Bayern Munich has been poor um, under Oliver Kahn. You know, this from sense of familiarity and this Mir has been getting lost and being replaced by a more corporate culture. That's true. Um, and that is something that has been discussed with Oliver Kahn. I guess the question is, can he change um, the way he is? Um, can a sense of Bavarian familiarity 
return um, um, can Oliver Kahn kind of stop being a stern dictator like he was in goal <laughs> when he played for Bayern um, but yeah that's a developing story and I think one that we want to keep an eye on over the weekend but I wanted to just address it here real quick before before we wrap this up uh, Stefan um, I always want to say as always the show is brought to you by Bet Online, and it is an association with Get German Football News um, who have been really kind every match day to, to tweet out the show and share the show with, with their um, with their readers and um, yeah Stefan the reaction show this week on Man City is of course up you did a newsletter on Stuttgart want to point that out one more time uh, I did my newsletter on Hertha Berlin uh, this week and uh, we also have a transfer show up as well for subscribers only so I think that covers almost all the bases anything you want to add before we wrap this up no, it's been a great week. Um, and yeah, as always, thanks to everyone who subscribes. We had a great time with the reaction show with all our paid subscribers. Hopefully people who just listen to normal feed got a little taster of that yeah. um, last night. So, and yeah, if you'd like to kind of get some more German football in your ears, then do consider subscribing. Yep. And we also on YouTube, if you want to find that video, I posted one in the Hatter Berlin article. So you can find that yeah. there. And of course you can find Game Pressing on YouTube. So... Check that out. Enjoy the match day. I think this is going to be really fascinating. Check out that second division game as well, the Hamburg Derby. Um, it is one that I think everyone should be tuned into. It, it's going to be a festival of football. Um, so give that, uh, give the second division some love. Um, we try to do our best to cover it as much as we can. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to really stress that this is a good game to watch. Okay, guys. Until next time. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.